like nostalgic movie review from nerdy married man bum, 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 bum. we are back welcome back to new nostalgic movie reviews with nerdy married men what i'm <laughs> david i'm steven and this week we're looking at A Knight's Tale. That's Woo-hoo! from uh, 2001, PG-13, is 2 hours and 12 minutes. Yes, yes, yes. We're all so excited for this. This movie is starring Heath Ledger, Mark Addy, Rufus Sewell, Shannon Sossaman, Paul Bettany, Laura Frazier, and Alan Tudyk. It does have some more actors and stuff in it, but those are the main ones, so we're just going to stick with the main actors for these. And I'm sorry if I did butcher some of the names, but most importantly, Heath Ledger. Yeah, he's... <laughs> phenomenal yes gone too soon yes uh those are one of the celebrity deaths i was a little sad for because he is one of my all-time favorites very heartbreaking but uh this movie uh the synopsis we got after his master dies a peasant squire fueled by his desire for food and glory creates a new identity for himself as a knight yes this movie is so well done i know you you put this as your bad pick and i I just want to know why so i put it as my bad pick Um, like i said before it is rotten tomatoes critically acclaimed as being a bad movie and it's something for me always growing up i would tell everyone this is my favorite movie and i would have a lot some people here and there that say like they really like this movie too or it was a fun movie or whatever but i had so many people shit on me for liking this movie and shit on this movie oh i didn't like it because they played we will rock you or oh i didn't like it because they did modern stuff in it while trying to be a renaissance gang or oh i didn't like this and i'm like that's why it's amazing what are you talking about and there's just like this for me like i said this is like my all-time favorite but i wanted to have some of the bad movies that i could say that i also loved i didn't want every bad movie to just be i absolutely hate this movie yeah okay so i was curious because i'm looking at the list and it's in the bad list and i'm like why this movie's so amazing but i get it now yeah audience scores for this actually does have it as a positive response of a 79 i think yeah yeah it might have been wrong for me to put it in the bad movies but i also was like when i was first making our list of good and bad movies i was going based off of the rotten tomato scores because i thought they were accurately true to it and so when i was like oh the critics hate this movie then i have to put it in a bad movie category okay so obviously you you really love this movie so would i'm guessing you probably rate this like you this, would buy it or like what does it rate for you on your scale for me this is buy it watch it every time you can i watch this movie all the time so it's like the comfort food of movies yes this is definitely <laughs> my comfort food of movies like i know for a fact like this is not like the best made movie or the best done movie or the best plot or anything like that but for me this is that ultimate go-to movie that i just watch all the time okay uh, I, I don't know, like, for all the people who watch How I Met Your Mother, they have that with the Star Wars franchise. Like, every all the characters all watch that together yearly. And Marshall tells uh, Stella when they're about to get married, like, you don't understand. He watches this movie when he's sick, when he's depressed, when he's feeling bad, when he has a bad day, when he's having a good day, when he's just wanting to cheer himself up. That's this movie for me. I, I would agree. It's a, it's a really amazing movie. I'd say rent it, buy it, do whatever you can to watch it. This movie just has such great character character growth great chemistry chemistry between the characters and the story itself is just really endearing and fun so i mean it's very highly recommended it's super inspirational and i cry almost every time i like and i'm not even joking i've literally had 
This movie played probably over a hundred times, and I said that last <laughs> week. So if you if you want to have a fun movie that's a uh, practical, it's a good action comedy, has some great costume design, and it has a good mix of modern music, this is the movie for you. It also works as a jousting movie. I never thought a movie about jousting would be so fun, but it's so well done, and I think it is definitely looking into. Well, so, and so many other like Renaissance movies are all super serious. They're all about being a knight or being on the front line of a battle and it's all these big epic scale movies Mm -hmm. and this is a very low scale very like i mean there is a good amount of characters but compared to like a war scene or something low amount of people involved in the movie low amount of people that we're focusing on and it's not about the battling and knight in shining armor kind of things it's more of the what it takes the willpower to be a knight and if you have the strength and the fortitude and the do everything that is needed to have the love that a knight would have and the support that a knight would have and it's a very inspirational tale and like you're talking about the modern music i wanted to bring up that the director of this film in an interview talked about the modern music in the movie and he said that he wanted the music in the movie to show modern audiences how the people then would feel about their music when you played true renaissance music in modern movies it doesn't convey the emotional response that would have happened to those people. Like those people would have had a Renaissance song playing that they would have been cheering for, or would have been ecstatic for, but we wouldn't have felt that same happiness and ecstatic showing with it. So having a song like we will rock you and all these other modern songs that they have in this, uh, the boys are back in town, a bunch of these other ones. It really just conveyed that emotion for modern audiences of what they would feel with those style of music. Get you pumped and excited for the scenes. So, yeah, great movie. Uh, Before we move on to spoilers, next week we're looking at my good pick, uh, Kingsman The Secret Service. Really fun movie. I think you could stream it on HBO right now. I believe it's on HBO. HBO Max. Because I believe all of the Kingsman are on HBO. So, Uh, so yeah, watch it before next week's episode and join us for the Kingsman. Now, on to the spoilers of A Knight's Tale. All right, do we want to start with the downfalls like we've been doing? Because we probably both have a little bit less downfalls for this. Yeah, we can do that. Uh, but you can start with yours. Well, for me, I do have the little bit of the plot armor in this movie of Will getting his face smashed in at the beginning when he's first wearing Hector's armor. Oh, that helmet. And so when they ask him to remove his helmet, he's like, oh, the helmet is uh, bashed under my face, so I can't reveal that I'm the squire, not the knight, that you know. <laughs> And so I thought that was a really funny thing, but if I'm being a little like nitpicky, that is a little little bit of like plot armor, like, oh, that happened specifically, so this event could happen and he could get away with it, whereas he normally wouldn't have got away if he didn't have that thing happen exactly to his face. Um, I have like the, uh, I mean, it's just like a product placement thing, the Nike swoosh on the armor. I thought it was a little funny touch, but it it is a product placement kind of thing. It's it's the trademark of the trade. And and I like that she did two swooshes, so it was a little different, (laughs) but I thought that was kind of hilarious. I think the whole father telling him like, how will I get home? Don't be foolish, just follow your feet. Like, what does that even mean? <laughs> Just follow your feet. And I mean, there's a really good callback to it later on in the movie when he does meet his dad again. And he's like, did he did he come home? I followed my feet. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that's so touching. But it is one of those lines like that makes no sense. Just follow your feet. There's just so many of the things like Adamar follows Will when he goes to go see his dad at the perfect time. 
and he just happens to see him fixing his dad's roof. I'm like, oh, a knight wouldn't do that. He's obviously not a knight. Let's look into his heritage or whatever. That felt a little weird. And I hated that. I feel like Adamar, being the person that he was, I know he was kind of crooked and a dirty bastard and a snake and everything, but I feel like he always wanted true victories. What do you mean by true victories? I I, I felt like Adamar um, wanted to actually beat him and prove him wrong. And I know that he was a little scared that he might lose, and that's probably why he went dirty. But I felt like, I felt like Adamar should have fought Will first, and then if he lost, then said, oh, but he's not really nice, so I actually won by default because he just disqualified. I, I felt like him going straight to cheating right away and straight to getting kicked out of the tournament was a little, like, if he's this, he's still a knight by some assemblances of a knight. Yeah, but he was he was a, not a good knight. No, he wasn't by any <laughs> means. And like I said, a lot of my things, I was trying to find certain, like, tiny things in this movie to kind of nitpick because I love this movie so much. It's hard for me to be like, this is a problem with the movie because I really don't see it. Well, I guess let's be happy this isn't like Game of Thrones, because if it was, uh, Heath Ledger would have gotten beheaded, like, oh yeah, the first 20 minutes of the movie. Just um, The other thing that I had, and this is something that was in a lot of, uh, like, late 90s, early 2000 movies, was the 360 kiss scene at the end. They did that in Replacements with Keanu Reeves as well, and a few other movies where they have the two characters kiss and then the camera like 360 spins around them and it looks so like bad with like the CG and like the, just the camera whirling fast. And it's just so like, it's like, it's a cool moment, but it's like one of those things that the, the 360 camera scene was a big thing at the end of a lot of movies around that time. And I only have to do that because it kind of became kind of a cliche kind of thing. <laughs> and I was just like, if I'm being a little nitpicky, that's a little... Cliche. <laughs> I guess. Like I said, I can't really talk bad about this movie. It was so hard for me to write those few things down. Like the only other thing I wrote down was like, uh, some of the jousting seemed a little uh, like it wasn't actually going to land. Like some of the sticks looks like they were pointed up and then it hit right in the stomach or something like that. Like if you were really trying to pay close oh, attention. I guess I didn't notice that. I thought it was. I, I was very few times. Like, oh, okay. like I said, it was like one or two times that like I'm saying, like I can't find shit that's wrong with this. <laughs> well, I mean, I only had a few down. Okay. Let's see yours. Uh, I guess uh, going with back to count Adamar. Um, I just thought he was frustrating mainly because he's, the second you meet him, he is his character is just he's evil for no reason. He takes one look at uh, William Thatcher, and he's like, "I don't like that guy." Mm-hmm. And it's just he's just there's no reason for him well, to be that evil. He went to go him. talk to the girl that he was already talking to. I guess so. That means <laughs> that uh, I hate you and your um, guts, obviously, automatically. I guess so. Uh, <laughs> And then um, I just thought it was an interesting choice. At the end of the movie, I really – I like the scene when uh, Adamar gets uh, dehorsed. Oh, and yeah. uh, it goes to this flash of like what he's seeing in his mind. But it shows him kind of uh, floating in midair uh, from above. So like it, it, it just – the camera angle is kind of weird. Yeah. I, en- I enjoy that scene, but it's just kind of weird. Like he gets knocked off. It flashes. He's floating there. And then all the characters kind of like – look down at him from above and they do a callback line yep. from earlier in the movie. You've been which weighed. Is, 
you've been measured and you've been found wanting. Yeah. <laughs> I it's, love that line. It's a great line, but I think the, the, I guess the camera angle choice was kind of weird for me. Yeah. Um, but the the only other downfall I have is the love tests throughout the movie. The whole prove your love to me by losing. Okay, now prove your love to me by winning. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I just thought it was it was weird. I mean, I know they were trying to get like this whole well, love story. Well, and my problem with that, because I actually, I forgot I did put that out in there, but how many losses can you have in a tournament? Like, okay. is this single elimination, double elimination? Is this I can lose? 15 times and still come back and win if I defeat certain people. Like, they're like, if you win all of your matches and certain people take good losses, then you'll still win the tournament. And it just shows him winning the tournament afterwards. And I'm like, but how many losses did he have? Like, I know it was uh, three rides of a horse per time because it was three points that you had to try to get. So, like, each three hits was one round, but I mean, he took, it was just a montage of hits for a good 30 seconds. So it's like, how many times did you actually get hit? (laughs) And that's still going to have an impact on you. Just taking just blows like that. (laughs) Like it's still going to be like, ow, ow, ow. (laughs) Jesus woman. What are you doing to me? (laughs) Had to prove his love, I guess. But I I just, I wasn't a huge fan of it. But I also did agree with her reasoning for the making him lose. I didn't like that she wanted to switch it halfway through, but I did agree with that because he wins because of his own pride. He wins because of his own wants. So for him to actually prove his love, he should do the opposite of that and to lose on purpose because that would be something that he would never do on his own. And it would be something where he's putting his love above his pride and above his winning and above his honor among all the other jousters and other knights. So for me, I did agree with that part, but I didn't agree with her backtracking it. Yeah, I just, I thought it was Like he could lose one tournament throughout the movie and still be fine. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's all the downfalls I have. Yep, I um, don't have any. <laughs> but I mean, the, the movie's great. You know, it starts out and uh, kind of just abruptly they're walking around and they're master is dead against the tree and they're like i'll put on the armor i'll start jousting and i mean it's really well done heath ledger's character is just going has uh-huh. a cool montage of him training for the jousting yep. and then actually go in which i loved that actual training like they actually had training techniques and it wasn't just a montage it was actual like all right we're gonna see how you ride on a horse and just trying to get you to have the lance underneath your armpit mm-hmm. and once you can get that down all right now we're gonna try to get it through a little target all right, now we're going to try to do it on a boat and do all these other things. And I love that scene where they're on the boat and he falls into the water, but he's wearing all the armor. And it's night armor was heavy as shit back in the day. <laughs> and so he couldn't swim or come back up because he's wearing such heavy armor. <laughs> He'll be up any minute now. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but like just so many of the things with this, like in the performances of both, uh, what was it, Mark Addy, and Alan Tudyk with Paul Bettany, like all three of them together as his supporting cast, which is just extraordinary. Paul Bettany as Jeffrey Chauncer uh, with all of his speeches and stuff like he actually got laryngitis for how much he was yelling in this movie during filming this. <laughs> Apparently the first time he does his speech during the night fight, uh, I really loved it because apparently let's see because of the audience, like the background characters, mm-hmm. uh, knew a different language. So they didn't understand to start cheering after Jeffrey finished his speech. 
So apparently when Mark Addy's character loudly goes, yeah, and then everyone starts cheering, apparently that wasn't planned. Yeah. And it's just so, it fits so well with his character. I really enjoyed it. Well, yeah, and I loved how they had so many of like these like Czech actors and stuff that didn't know what the hell was going on in a lot of these scenes, and they just cheered when other people cheered. <laughs> so yeah. it did have that response reaction of, oh, we're supposed to be doing this now. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, good job. And I just loved that. Like some of the things in here, like you were talking about some of the shots and stuff. There is an aerial shot of London that includes a medieval version of the London Eye. And that I was actually a model, not CGI. That's and that awesome. model cost $500,000 to make and shoot. <laughs> Man. Um, so many of these things in this. I love some of the line and the dialogue in this movie so, so much. The dialogue for this movie is just some of my favorite parts like uh when he's trying to ask her what her name is uh or, or like he's following her to try to figure out who she is and she goes into the church and the uh church leader is like the bishop of the church or whatever is telling him to get out of there because he's on horse what are you doing desecrating the house of god and she's jocelyn starts laughing and stuff and he's like why do you laugh and he's like um why did God curse me with such a beautiful face? <laughs> and then later on, he goes like, what is your name? Or perhaps angels have no names, only beautiful faces. Like some of the dialogue in this is just so on point. Uh, one of my other favorite lines is they're talking about like he's getting angry at Jocelyn. And he's like, it's a better uh, boy with a stick than a girl, a silly girl with a flower. And then you get uh, what? What? It's called the Lance. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> no, this, the chemistry between the characters is amazing. Um, I do love mainly the reunion between William and his father. Um, oh. And you know, he, he his father always talked about like you could be anything you want. You can change your stars and follow your destiny. And it's so great that he actually ends up doing that. And, you know, he's just this honorable man. And just because he's, you know, not highborn, apparently he can't be a knight, but he mm -hmm. proves himself he is a knight. And well, I mean, it's just so well done. And I love that scene when Prince Edward comes up to him after he sees him in the stocks and he sees the love of his friends and he makes him a knight on sight. And he's like, if I knew nothing else about you, seeing the others around you would be enough to know that you are knightly. Seeing the love that all of your followers have with you shows you are a knight more yeah. than anything else. And I was just like, oh my God. Yeah. Like that's so well done. Fucking powerful. And speaking of like lines and stuff, I wanted to, I, I saved a copy of this letter that he sends to Jocelyn. Because okay. this poem to me is extraordinary and they all piece this poem together individually to make one poem and i love this scene so much because they all are sharing these touching moments with loves they've had or sad stories they had or their husbands dying and my husband used to say this to me and so it's my dearest jocelyn it is strange to think i have seen you since i haven't seen you since a month I've seen the new moon, but not you. I've seen sunsets and sunrises, but nothing of your beautiful face. The pieces of my broken heart are so small that they can be passed through the eye of the needle. I miss you like the sun misses the flower, like the sun misses the flower in the depths of winter. Inside of beauty to direct its light, instead of beauty to direct its light to, 
The heart hardens like the frozen world your absence has banished me to. I next compete in the city of Paris. I will find it empty and in the winter if you are not there. Hope guides me. It is what gets me through the day and especially the night. The hope that after you're gone from my sight, it will not be the last time that I look upon you. With all the love that I possess, I remain yours, the night of your heart. And I love that he wanted to say, love will. Oh, yeah. And they stopped him and they're like, you mean Auric? And he's like, no, I don't even want to say Auric. I don't want to give her my false name. So then he said, the night of your heart. Because he wanted to have it be from him, not be from his persona. Yeah. And like some of those like small tie thing. And I love when uh, Alan Tudyk Watt <laughs> brings the letter to him and uh, she gives him a kiss <laughs> to give to Will. She told me to give you something. <laughs> oh, and, he, and then he kisses Will and Will's like pauses for a second like, oh, what the fuck? Why did you kiss me? And then he's like, oh, she kissed me. Did you see that? She kissed me. <laughs> and just the excitement of the thought of her wanting to kiss him was it was just like a little boy in his first love. Like, it's just so amazing to have that like just so much charm. And the way that Heath Ledger did this performance and you could like everything he did in this movie and all this supporting cast just made you feel so much. Oh yeah. <laughs> roller coaster throughout the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But uh, I talk about the main event aside from you oh, know, yeah. the story, Sorry. the, the jousting. Yes. It was so well done. They, you know, had, Practical stunts, all a bunch of. They even went into creating lances that would splinter mm-hmm. like convincingly whenever they hit each other. So it was just so well done and beautifully shot. And just every impact, like you can feel it. Yeah. When those lances hit and they just crack and break in half, you're just like, oh. All, all like, the dehorsing scenes, oh, the horses yeah. landing on some of the riders. Oh, like there's so many of those things that you're just like, holy shit. <laughs> like, yeah, damn. It's just so well done and i recommend it yeah this movie i can't say enough about it um especially like that last joust is so epic and i just love how much like when he gets that splinter in his arm because adamar cheated and stabbed him in his yeah, he made arm. a false a false tip on the lance that would break away and underneath was a spike yeah that just stabs him right in the shoulder and like uh he's Telling Roland, he's like, hey, I, I need to get this out of my arm. And he's like, well, I need to get a surgeon. You're the surgeon right now. We have no fucking time. Like, just get it out of my arm. We need to get going. And they're like, oh, we need to get the armor on. No, take it off. Take it off. I'm going to beat him. I'm just going to just straight up. And I really think it was because he didn't have the armor on. And he bunched his arm forward with the lance that he was able to get that blow. Because if he struck at the same time, like most of the time you would do, he probably would have died instantly because no armor with that and especially if he was cheating again with another faded lance yeah. he was gonna get just just demolished but him doing that extra lunge got him that extra little oomph to hit first well and, and automatically seal the victory well and will also played to his strengths which adamar points out earlier in the movie yep. and does nothing about it he says that a normal knight would look down or look up whenever you go for impact because the slit in the armor could allow splinters could allow splinters to fly through and hurt your eyes but will never breaks his line of sight he sees his target and that's where he hits and i think that's what also Mm. got him the win at the end is he still did that and just 
demolished him. Yeah. Well, and I love even like when Adamar does go, he's like watching him and he's like talking to one of the like random peasants or something. He's like, how would you beat him? With a stick while he sleeps. Are you kidding me? Well, with a, on a horse with a lance, there's no beating him. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit. Like, everyone's fearful of him. Like, he is just, he's got the most willpower for it. And him being named William just even fit better. And him actually getting to use his name in the last match. Yeah. And having his father hear that. And, like, they haven't even pointed that out. Like, I, I get teary-eyed. I'm almost getting teary-eyed just talking about it. Like, it is such an amazing movement and moment for me. And it's something I don't know why this movie gets to me so much every time I watch it. But I cannot get tired of this movie. I get emotional every time I watch it. And I get those feels every time. And I just feel like, yeah, I can do things too. I should change my life. I can change my stars. Let's go. And then I get lazy two days later. <laughs> That's how it goes. <laughs> Um, one of the things that I never noticed in this movie, because I didn't start watching it after in credits until Marvel, but I've been going back and watching because in credits have been in movies forever. We just never watched the credits in long enough to notice. But this movie has an in credit scene. Yep. And it's a fart joke. <laughs> it's really funny. Dude. It is really great, though. <laughs> with the because it's with the. Alan Tudyk, uh, Mark Addy, and then uh, Laura Frazier's character. So Roland, Kate, and... Well, uh, and, and Jeffrey's there, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. But they all take turns farting, and then <laughs> Alan Tudyk does this little squeaker, and they're like, ah, you're around next. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's just, I, I was not expecting that, and I laughed so hard with it. Um, like I said, I love the music for this movie. A lot of people I know personally downfall the music in this movie, but I think the music is so amazing. Like especially like the dancing music, the Golden Years song. Oh yeah, <laughs> that music's phenomenal. There's actually a uh, a little fan theory that this movie actually is not in the Renaissance period, and it's actually like a post-apocalyptic future where oh. everything got like destroyed and technology got pushed back to like the renaissance era but then that's why all the characters know modern music <laughs> i know it's like way out there but i that think it's kind of funny there. uh but no the, the music makes the movie so fun and it's just so well shot yeah no like i i can't say much else about this without going just too crazy into it i know it's probably going to be too annoying um you have any other like big things you want to talk about with this uh no that's it it's just um Heath Ledger at his finest, you know. It, yeah, it, it's just amazing. It's around that same time period that he did uh, Ten Things I Hate About mm -hmm. You. So, uh, but he he does such a great job, and all the supporting cast is just phenomenal. It's kind of cool seeing all of them, you know, in two thousand one. Where I mean, they're still going strong today, and it's mm -hmm. just kind of see. Well, and it's amazing to see cool like them. Paul Bettany and Alan Tudyk when they were younger. Because a lot of people know Alan Tudyk from like Firefly, or he was the voice of King Candy and Wreck It Ralph. Yeah, now or, he does a lot of voiceover work. Yeah, and he's done some a bunch of stuff with like Star Wars and stuff like that. And Paul Bettany's Vision, of course, yeah. nowadays. But like seeing them, like especially Paul Bettany back then, like seeing him as Jeffrey was just so hilarious, so and his speeches were awesome. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, get pumped every time. And I loved how the other 
uh, heralds and stuff would try to make speeches like him, but would fail miserably. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> protector of his enormous masculinity or his genitalia or whatever. <laughs> like he would just start fumbling his words and yeah, uh, sir. And I'm like, you don't do it. Like, sir. The way to Paul Bettany did this. Like, I understand why he got laryngitis. Like he went all out for this movie. Oh yeah. He, he gave it his all. Um, and he went full nude for this. <laughs> apparently that, that first scene where he did, Go full dude. That was his first yep. scene filming. So all and he did it in front of a bunch of extras yeah. too. <laughs> but uh, that's all I got. Uh, yeah. Watch it, enjoy it, and comment below what you think of the movie. Yes, please. Next do. week, join us again for uh, Kingsman: The Secret Service. Yes, <laughs> another rags to riches tale. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you for joining us. Have a good one. Bye.